0: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I am joined by my co-host Marcus Mosher. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a five star review. Make us, make our day, make our day a little better. Wherever you listen to your podcast, we are going to have a really fantastic 2021 season. And it starts very soon, Marcus. We are going to continue today on our show to continue to break down all of these teams that we are going to be covering heading into the actual NFL season. Today, we've got the Bears. And the Browns, two really interesting teams for your fantasy football rosters.
1: I agree. There's a lot of really interesting talent on both of these teams, and we're going to get into those guys today. But before we do that, Kate, we should also mention if you are listening to this podcast on Wednesday when the show drops uh, tonight, we are doing a Locked On Fantasy Live Show uh, with the four Locked On uh, Dynasty hosts. We have Vinny from Locked On Fantasy Football, uh, so come and get your Dynasty questions in. Make sure you you guys check that out. Um, but Kate, let's uh, let's let's talk about the Bears. Can, and we probably should start with Andy Dahl. Yeah.
0: Uh, Andy Dalton. That's my uh, impression of Andy Dalton.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So did you see the quote from Andy Dalton today that said, or Andy Dalton said that Justin Fields is going to be a great quarterback in the NFL, but it's his time (laughs) now. Did you see that quote? I did. (laughs) It reminds me of girls on Facebook, like the first day of the new year and like 2021 is my year. Like that's, that's what it reminds me of. New Um, year. New me. New me. Yes, exactly. Um, Do you have any confidence in Andy Dalton? Uh,
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm so sorry, Andy. Like, I actually, I don't think Andy Dalton is as bad as everybody wants to believe. But it's very hard to buy into Andy Dalton when you have Justin Fields ready to take over. And Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw so many exciting things from him in week one of the preseason. I mean, like, literally, we talked about it on Monday, the moment he stepped onto the field he looked electric. He showed his mobility. He showed ability to throw on the run. He, ooh, I like Chicago has so much to be excited about. And I think, I mean, we know what Andy Dalton is. Uh, we've seen him play football for quite a long time. Uh, and I don't think that Andy Dalton. I think he's a fine game manager, which kind of plays into the style that the Bears have been working with, right? They've been managing a game for several sure. years and they've gotten very close to um you know making a true deep run at the playoffs, but I think we've realized that like game managing can only get you so far, right? Like mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. only lean on this defense so heavily. You need a playmaker there. I mean, my guess is that they do roll out Andy Dalton week 1. Watch him burn against the Los Angeles Rams, and then they will bring in Justin Fields to clean up the mess.
1: So my question for you is, Kate, I don't think Andy Dalton has really any value in, obviously, you know, one quarterback leagues, even in super flex leagues, or super flex leagues, I think you can find better options. My question is, do you think Andy Dalton is good enough to allow guys like David Montgomery, Alan Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet to be functional and productive fantasy players?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I think, I mean, what we saw out of Andy Dalton with the Dallas Cowboys last season, not anything compared to what we saw when Dak Prescott was under center. But the offense, though, though they struggled, um, there were still fantasy points put up on the board. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton specifically, not very fantasy relevant, but there are going to be plenty of touches available in this offense. I think we have to draft this entire uh, Bears team with the expectation that you're not going to see Andy Dalton for long. And if he is, it's not not going to be the worst worst thing for our fantasy teams because we do see uh, these these type of players overcome bad quarterback play i might be a little bit more confident in david montgomery in the running back situation with dalton under center just because of the fact that um you know maybe they do try to grind out the clock a little bit keep the ball in montgomery's hands keep it out of dalton's hands uh, Mm because we do know that that you know with that defense they're not going to be playing a ton of catch-up necessarily not gonna have to throw a ton that's where i'm at with this team but like Give me all the Justin Fields and David Montgomery I'm actually curious to hear your thoughts because I feel like last year we saw the tide turn right we saw David Montgomery become a productive fantasy football asset but he had one of the easiest schedules among all running backs in fantasy footballs to close out the season so Mm -hmm. what are you doing with him heading into 2021?
1: It's tough because we do knock David Montgomery because of his late season schedule, but we really don't do it for Jonathan Taylor, who also had a pretty easy late season schedule. So I, I find it interesting how we do that uh, for one guy, and not the other. But I'm just not a big David Montgomery guy. And really, for me, it comes down to the pre-draft evaluation. When you When you're a running back that doesn't really have long speed and everything has to be after contact, I just feel like the ceiling is fairly low. Now, to his credit, we did see him use more in the passing game last year. 54 receptions. But will that continue with Tariq, Hill, or excuse me, Tariq Cohen back in the lineup? Uh, we shall see. Obviously, 300 touches is fantastic. 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns. I just kind of think that's the peak of what we're going to see from David Montgomery. So... I'm probably selling. I still think he's a fine RB2. I just don't think he's a low-end RB1. You're
0: skipping out on the whole narrative surrounding Damian Williams, which I actually yeah. put this in my notes, so I want to talk a little bit about Damian Williams. Sure. Tariq Cullen. I mean, it, he tore his ACL, What uh, I believe it was week one last season. Didn't get to see mm-hmm. him perform much at all, but throughout his career with the Bears has averaged nine touches per game. He's very utilized uh in the in the receiving game. Damian Williams averaged uh right around eight touches per game in Kansas City, is also a capable receiver. What yep. if we see yep. Damian Williams, like obviously Tariq Cohen still rehabbing from that knee injury? What if we see Damian Williams come back in, fill out that Tariq Cohen role a little bit more? Because I went to the Rotoviz game splits tool and I pulled the stats, Marcus. I pulled the stats and they're not pretty. <laughs> they're not pretty. No, no, no. Uh, in the 19 games that David Montgomery has played with Tariq Cohen, he has averaged just 11 PPR points per game. In the 12 mm-hmm. games that he has played without, 19 PPR points per game. That is a very voluptuous difference. Yeah. <laughs> very, very voluptuous. Uh, Average four receptions per game in those games without Tariq Cohen, just 1.6 in those games with Tariq Cohen. So obviously like they involved David Montgomery out of necessity. And I think that's sort of a, it makes me nervous, Marcus. It makes me nervous. Cause it, yeah,
1: I mean, we're, we're not saying David Montgomery is a complete sell. Like I think both you and I believe he's going to be a functional fine RB two, Right. But to get the kind of production we got like in the last two months of the season, that just doesn't seem very realistic. Like I, I, I don't think you can expect to have that happen for 17 games.
0: All right. How about Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson, 27 years old. I don't know how he's only 27, by the way, it feels like he's literally 43 years old uh, for some reason in my mind. Like he has lived a life uh, with Blake Bortles. Like he has been through the mm-hmm. ringer of NFL quarterbacks. Yes. But, uh, you know, I feel like everybody sort of faded him. Uh, oh, you know, history of the ACL, he's, he's turning 27. But we have Tyreek Hill, also 27. Hasn't been perfectly healthy. Hasn't had the, the torn ACL, obviously. But um, we're drafting him as our wide receiver two in Dynasty Startups. Devontae Adams, 28 years old, wide receiver six. DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver nine at the age of 29, Is Mm -hmm. Alan Robinson being underdrafted? Because, I mean, we don't know what might come in the coming season. He's playing on the franchise tag this year. Maybe they come to a long term deal and he gets to play with Justin Fields uh, to close out his career. Could you imagine?
1: I think Allen Robinson's actually being a little overdrafted, and I hate to say that because I love Allen Robinson, the football player. I think he's fantastic. But currently in Dynasty League football, he's wide receiver 17. The guys going after him, Amari Cooper, who's attached to Dak Prescott, Jerry Judy, who I don't want to mention who he's attached to, but he's only 22 years old and really explosive and really just really good. Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen. Uh, I Just there's so much uncertainty with Allen Robinson with the quarterback this year, where he ends up next year. He's been banged up in his career. I still think he should be in the top 20 ish picks, but wide receiver 17 feels a tad too high for me.
0: I, I actually don't agree there. I think uh, for what, for what you're getting with Allen Robinson, who is a complete and uh, like, this is a guy that can realistically handle a 150 target workload. And it's really hard to say that about a lot of different people. So let me go through some recent trades with Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson in a 2022 third for Deontay Johnson, Cornell Powell, really, (laughs) wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs rookie, uh, and a 2022 second. I'm taking Allen Robinson have, there.
1: Yeah. Th- I'd rather really have Allen Robinson there.
0: All right. How about this one? Leonard Fournette and Alan Robinson for Miles Sanders.
1: I'd rather all have Allen Robinson side on that one. Man, you might be talking me into this one, Kate.
0: Sounds like you like Alan Robinson, my man. <laughs> all right. One last one <laughs> to close out Allen Robinson. Chris Carson and Alan Robinson for Gio Bernard robert woods in a 2023
1: first round pick 2023 first round pick listen I, you were not in this this uh breakout room at the expo but i went to one of these debbie uh expo uh, breakout sessions and they were saying 2023 first round is where it's at there's going to be like elite elite level prospects so i'm, I'm going with that so i do want to note the though reason...
0: that if you are the side <laughs> receiving the 2023 first rounder I do think that Gio Bernard and Robert Woods are a little little counterintuitive to the rebuild.
1: Yeah, I think you move you move Robert Woods after that, right? You see if you what you can get for him because yeah, if you're rebuilding, you, you don't need Robert Woods.
0: Yeah, if you are in a win now situation, I do think you have to take Chris Carson and Allen Robinson there. Correct? I agree. Yes. Yes. All right. That that's it for Allen Robinson. That's it. Uh, the last question that I have for you. It, darnell mooney do you buy into the hype i feel like we've talked uh and you've you've been pretty high on him but as we get closer to the season obviously people are more and more amped for the opportunity that he might have in the offense especially if justin fields does take over that job under center what what are you thinking about darnell mooney his current price tag etc
1: I think I'm buying Darnell Mooney because I actually think Justin Fields is a perfect fit for him uh, as a quarterback. So I think I think it could be a little early or a little bit of a struggle early on, but once Fields comes in here, uh, one of the things we saw him do really well at Ohio State is throw the ball down the field. So I am buying Darnell Mooney.
0: Uh, Darnell Mooney uh, in July finished as the wide receiver forty-eight. Uh, it, or in terms of average draft position, that is in front of established receivers who we have seen with upside. It, they, he is being drafted ahead of Will Fuller. He is being drafted ahead of Mike Williams. Are you comfortable mm-hmm. with that? Because that that I price tag makes me a little uncomfortable.
1: I am. I think that's a fine price tag there. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know what the ceiling is for Darnold Mooney, but I do like him more than those guys.
0: All right. All right. I rest my case.
1: Uh, uh, Any thoughts on Cole Komet before we move on?
0: I I don't want him this season. Um, I I will probably send out some offers for him. Um, I do think that we are still going to see Jimmy Graham involved in the end zone. I mean, he just dominated there last season. They had the opportunity to save plenty of money by moving on from him, and the team elected not to. Mm
1: -hmm. I have
0: to imagine that's because they intend to utilize him at the goal line and did i mention he used to play basketball <laughs> uh
1: that's how, that's how we're going to finish that segment right <laughs> it's cool, cool, cool. Um, not even going to get into it uh, let's take a quick break so i can tell you guys about rockauto.com it's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or your daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Kate, we're going to talk about the Cleveland Browns. And I actually don't feel like there's as many things to talk about, about with the Browns as there is with the Bears. I feel like they're a little bit more straightforward. Baker Mayfield not a top 12 quarterback in fantasy this year, I think by at least most people's accounts. Uh, but a fine number two in Superflex leagues. Any thoughts on Baker?
0: I think he is a relatively uh, safe asset as okay. your number two quarterback. So like when it comes to number two quarterbacks, like you could go wild with a guy like um, you know Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I think has a, a much higher ceiling than Baker Mayfield on most given weeks. Baker Mayfield though, if you have one of these high upside quarterbacks in your super flex two quarterback leagues, I think Baker Mayfield is like the perfect to. Um I agree. you know, obviously this is a run first offense, but we saw Baker Mayfield have a, just a career season last year. He he looked fantastic. Uh absolutely fantastic. He gets another year Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first year that he has had, uh, uh, you know, the same coaching staff going into Mm -hmm. another season. So I do think like that's got to be really, really hard on a, a, you know, a young quarterback who's developing, especially in that kind of system where you have had such incompetent coaching. I'm excited to see what Baker can do. But again, not a ceiling play. He is a safe floor play for me.
1: Uh, I agree. I don't feel like we need to spend too much time on Baker. Let's get to the running backs. Uh, Nick Chubb currently RB8 in Dynasty. Uh, Kareem Hunt a little bit lower, RB23. Now that Chubb has signed a long-term deal with the Browns, we know that Kareem Hunt is also under contract for the next couple of years. What are you doing with Hunt? Because I think there was a lot of people who were excited about maybe the possibility that in 2022, this is Hunt's job, but how are we valuing Kareem Hunt going forward?
0: I love Kareem Hunt. I I think uh, he is one of the more understated values in fantasy football. And he is, I mean, Nick Chubb is the problem there, right? Like he Mm -hmm. is the, the pain in everybody's backside there. But in August, the beginning of August, Dynasty League football had him being drafted as the RB26 on average, which is bonkers because you already know you have seen this guy play You know he has top five upside. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know that he is in one of the best and um, most voluminous rushing systems in the NFL. He has receiving upside. And I do think that that one-two punch that he has going with Nick Chubb, though it sounds scary to fantasy managers, I think the way that they are situated in Cleveland right now with Kevin Stefanski, who um, has been top of the league and running the ball, I think that this is the perfect recipe for fantasy football value. And I do think Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's a probably 70% chance, uh, at least in my mind that he finishes as a top 20 running back. And I feel like that's even a low, like (laughs) that, that feels low to me.
1: What's so tough about Kareem Hunt is when do you start him? Because man, the the overall amount of touches just week to week, sometimes they're just not there, depending on how the game goes, but he does score a lot of touchdowns, Kate, like, he played in 18 games last year, including the two playoff games, Uh, and he scored 14 touchdowns, and there were some times where he was banged up, especially later in the season, Uh, but in weeks 13, 14, and 15, he had a combined 17 carries, still got into the end zone four times in those three games, so I, I just, I don't know when you're going to start him. I think, I hate to say this, but he's somebody who's better like in a ball league or in a dynasty league where you don't have to sit your lineups. But I, I do think he's extremely talented. He's in an offense that wants to run the ball, that wants to give him receptions out of the backfield. I like him. I, I just think he's going to be maddening from a week-to-week perspective.
0: I do think, uh, you know, from a ceiling play perspective, he is going to be maddening. Um, if you're looking for... Him to finish as, you know, maybe the top running back on your team on a week-to-week basis, probably not going to happen. But um, finish as an RB1 in 2020, 20% of the time. Finish as an RB2 uh, 38% of the time. Average 13.7 PPR points per game. I think the floor um, is, is relatively safe when I'm comparing, you know, Players in the similar range, I just think he has the upside that a lot of running backs in like that 20 to to 30 range don't really have.
1: I agree. I I do think... I also think he's relatively safe because it is it's just a team that's so good at running the ball and the offense is going to be so efficient that whenever he gets a touch, he's probably going to average, you know, five point five yards a touch. And, uh, Cage, you know, he's played four seasons in the NFL, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 2019. He only played eight games. He ended up you know, being suspended for most of that season. But. 2017 11 touchdowns 2018 14 touchdowns 2020 11 touchdowns it's kind of just this thing where he's able to find the end zone whenever he plays he's pretty good for double digit touchdowns so uh, i'll take it uh let's talk about the receivers um I don't really want to spend time uh, much time on Jarvis Landry because nobody's excited about Jarvis Landry. <laughs> nobody's really excited about Rashard Higgins. We can talk about Odell. I kind of feel like Odell is one of the more underrated dynasty assets right now. Like, even just a year ago in redraft leagues, you were having to spend a third or fourth round pick on him. Now in dynasty leagues, you know, he's going... Well, I, I'm trying to look to see where he's being drafted. Wide receiver, 38, Kate. Wide receiver, 38. Ouch. That seems insane to me. What do you think about that? 77 overall.
0: 77 yeah. overall. That is yeah. freaking insane. Because from 2015 all the way, essentially, through 2020, he was a first-round dynasty pick. That's, mm-hmm. like, wow. Wow, yep. oh, wow. That is crazy. I'm very torn, very, very, very torn on Odell Beckham Jr. Um, when he's on the field, plays relatively well, but... Um, you know, we, none of these circumstances that have been ideal for fantasy production have come to fruition with Odell Beckham and his time with the Browns. It just hasn't worked. Now, again, all of those things that I, I mentioned that were good for Baker Mayfield, all of those things stand for Odell Beckham Jr., right? They're in an offensive system that is clicking. They have another mm-hmm. year experience with the coaching staff. Hopefully he's healthy because he's been banged up most of the time that he's been with the cleveland browns
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i think right now um he's worth the he's worth the investment for me just because i think the upside is so high uh if he is healthy right now i'm looking at some recent trades on dynasty league football and uh somebody sent ronald jones and a third for odell beckham how do you feel about Mm -hmm. that
1: that's ridiculous. Give me Odell. <laughs> Give me Odell. <laughs> the
0: ceiling is just so high, and I mean, again, it, like we really haven't seen him healthy, so we don't know. We don't know what to expect. How about this? Uh, Odell Beckham for Denzel Mims and Amari
1: Rogers. Oh, get out of here! That is not a real trade, is it? Really? It is a real trade. That's. A- That's embarrassing for the the team giving away Odell Beckham. If you're listening, we love you. (laughs) That's embarrassing. Stop it. Uh, I I do want to provide some... Optimism for Odell. Okay, so in his last seventeen full games, so he actually got hurt week seven last year, only played a couple snaps. But last seventeen full games, you're looking at somebody who has just under 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. Is that fantastic? No, but we did see Baker play a lot better at the end of the year. We also saw the offensive line get a lot better. So even if Baker is just slightly better with Odell next year, I don't think. 1100 yards and seven eight touchdowns is out of the realm of possibilities and if odell does that he's instantly what a, a solid wide receiver too kate i think that's it's certainly uh certainly possible for him
0: yeah i i absolutely agree and i mean again part of dynasty football is just trying to find values buying low and i don't think there's going to be uh any point where you can get this guy any lower than you currently are no um, I, I mean, he was just a perennial wide receiver one and that is what he was year in, year out. And he could be one of these guys that sneaks up on you and wins you your fantasy football leagues if things click. Am I banking on it? No. But given those But if that's those, the cost
1: to get you, no, yeah, I'm reading d- those all the trades right
0: now. I'm gonna take that all day because I'd I'd much rather um I'd much rather take the shot that Uh, You know, maybe I give up uh, what's essentially like a second round pick for Odell Beckham for a guy that could potentially win me, um, win me my league, if not be a really, really solid depth piece.
1: Uh, Let's talk about the tight end just very quickly. Does does, uh, do any of these tight ends tickle your fancy?
0: I do find Austin Hooper a little bit little bit interesting not gonna lie um I mean Austin Hooper didn't have a uh, fantastic season in his first first year with the Browns but I do think maybe you know we're overlooking a little bit the fact that David Njoku is probably I mean I don't think we can expect at all that he's he's going to be returning again yeah um so he's got one year left Uh, that'll open up some targets I, I do think that that Austin Hooper has uh, some nice PPR upside, especially if we don't see the assets of, uh, you know, Odell Beckham work out. If Jarvis Landry Mm -hmm. continues to underperform. I mean, Baker Mayfield plays really well throwing, like, mid-range across the middle, and Austin Hooper just works that zone so perfectly. I think he's got, like, if you are not an Odell believer, if you're not a Jarvis Landry believer then I would be buying Austin Hooper because I think he complements Baker's play style very well.
1: The only other thing I'd mention is Harrison Bryant is the third tight end on this team. Sounds like he's having a really good camp if David Njoku moves on after this year. We did see Harrison Bryant look pretty decent last year when he played 238 yards and three touchdowns. Would not surprise me at all if he's a 500-yard guy in five touchdowns this year, I, I certainly think. That's an option. Uh, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action on Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Kate. To finish out the show, we're going to do something uh, kind of fun. We're going to do an eight pick dynasty mock using only these two teams, uh, and I will allow you to have the number one pick. Who are you taking? That
0: is very sweet. I need to know the settings, Marcus. Uh, Superflex, single quarterback.
1: No, we'll do a single quarterback, two running backs, PPR. Three, you start three receivers
0: all right uh i'm gonna take the easiest 101 in the entire world nick chubb welcome to team uh, kate
1: i'm not shocked at all there. now you're, <laughs> you're making this really hard on me uh i will go uh, i hate to do this but i'll take david montgomery ouch ouch yeah. all right it's well not great
0: you're making it even easier for me alan robinson i uh, yeah. you mentioned ppr no
1: Allen Robinson is
0: just a perennial lock for, uh, you know, a PPR finish in the 10 to 12 range every single year.
1: Uh, I agree. Uh, All right. I'm up with my, what's this, the fourth pick? I'll take Odell Beckham. We just got done talking about him. I think he's in for a bounce back year. I think he's one of the players you must draft if you are in a redraft league. So I'll take Odell Beckham. Uh, I'm going to go with Justin Fields.
0: Uh, The sky is the limit justin fields to the moon i mean justin fields is a guy that i do think as soon as he as soon as he hits the floor he's going to be an instant impact fantasy player for your rosters even at a single quarterback i'm i would literally i I, i'll take the dive on justin fields because i i do believe that the rushing upside is that high and i do think that i mean he's he's relatively pro ready. We should be able to utilize Mm -hmm. him in our lineups very quickly.
1: Yeah. And because of Justin Fields, I'm going to take Darnell Mooney. Here is this with a, with a six pick. I, 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 again, I don't think he's ever going to be a wide receiver one for fantasy. I think he's going to be a little inconsistent, but I do think he's got some pretty, you know, he's got some chances to have some really big weeks. So I think Darnell Mooney hoping for a late season breakout is my pick here.
0: Marcus, you messed up. You messed up. good
1: Did I not take Andy Dalton?
0: You did not take (laughs) Kareem Hunt. Ah,
1: that's right. I forgot. I knew I was missing something. You didn't take Kareem Hunt, and that
0: is fine. That is my pleasure to take Kareem Hunt. Uh, As I said earlier, being drafted as the running back 26 Ah. in Dynasty Startups with RB1 upside, Um, if I literally plug Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt into my lineup on any given week, I am set for success.
1: Okay, we have to restart the whole podcast. I forgot about Kareem Hunt. No, that's not true. uh, (laughs) That's my mistake. This is what happens when you're doing drafts. Some people mess up like that. Uh, I will finish out the draft at pick number eight, taking Cole Komet. I know you're not a big fan. I still think he was the best tight end prospect in the 2020 draft. If Fields is the quarterback sooner rather than later, he's just this big monster target in the middle of the field. I think, you know, down the road, he's somebody who could be... 800 yards and six touchdowns and if he does turn into that he's gonna be a top 10 t- uh, tight end so i will take my chance on cole commit uh how are you feeling about your your four team draft
0: i'm gonna win the league uh, this two, I'm gonna win this two person league.
1: <laughs> very very excited uh, about that. Uh, I I hate my draft already. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's restart. Uh, again, you guys can check us out tonight on the Locked On Fantasy Live show. Uh, that'll be on YouTube. It'll be on Twitch. Wherever you guys want to watch it, please please tune in. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF Blast, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.